back with another episode of TA at Home with Barry and Callie. This is Barry. And this is Callie. And today with us, we have our group president, Diana Lefebvre. Hi, Diana. Hi, Barry. Hi, Callie. I'm very glad Hi. to be here. Hi. So excited. Thank you so show. much. And you no, of course. I'm happy to join. This is like an exclusive club. I love it. I love that I'm invited. <laughs> it is. We know you've been on the waiting list for a very long time now, just waiting to get in. So we're glad that we could finally give this opportunity to you. Right. People are just beating down our doors, asking me on. It's like, we'll get to you. Relax. <laughs> It's like trying to get a torch award or something. Well, we thought that you were the perfect person to come on because uh, being the end of May, we're transitioning off of Mental Health Awareness Month and on to Pride Month. Um, We know that you are an advocate for both entities. You were in our uh, mental health awareness video, Local Celebrity. So we know you're a mental health advocate and we know you are the executive sponsor for our LGBTQ plus ERG. Um, So we definitely want to cover kind of both of those topics with you. Um, First of all, you did awesome in the mental health video. I love that. How nerve wracking is it to be a part of those? I Um, feel like I would be so awkward. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting better at it. I just, I don't know. It's off. It's awful. It's like one of, the least, <laughs> it's one, of my, it's one of my least favorite parts of the job. It's just, you know, cause especially when you're recording, there's someone from like the multimedia group there, you know, and, and watching you're, you. Yes. Oh, they're watching you. really? Yes. It's not just that you submitted. They're there. Oh my gosh. Live. I think I thought you were just recording it. I could never do that. That gives no. me so much anxiety. And then, and then, and then you finish and you think you did okay. And they're so nice about it, but they're like, that was great. That was great. But we're just going to do it again (laughs) because you were, you know, you said X, Y, Z and that's wrong. Or, or, or in one video, I think it had to do with promo. I kept um, turning in my seat, you know, cause the seats all pivot and and it was brutal because it was my best take. And I kept moving in my seat and they, or they made me do it again. And yeah, no, it is, it's torturous. Like, like listen, I signed it to be a group president, not an actress for a reason. Like, what is this? <laughs> hey, I don't think she's acting. I'd like to think that what you're saying is important no, to you. Like having to like say it. Yeah, no, for sure. Not stumble over your words. It's hard. I just recorded a video also. And I was like, practicing it like 12 times before I had to meet with the multimedia person to do it live. It was terrible. Oh yeah. And you'll, you'll have the joy of seeing another of my videos for LGBTQ plus for pride month, because we, there's a video associated with that. So you get to have more videos of Diana. It's going to be I'm great. I'm in that video also. So I'll see you in the video. Oh, there you go. There you go. But yeah, no, it's cool. They May and June, right? Big events, big, big, events. big, big topics. So let's start with mental health then. We'll just go in chronological order. Um, I loved how open you were in the mental health video about what a mental health day looks like for you and sharing your own um, personal story. So I was wondering if you could just elaborate a little bit on that and how you balance such a high pressure job with your own mental health and well-being. Oh my gosh. I have so many thoughts. I'll have to be I'll have to be condensed about it. So yeah, so first on on a mental health day, you know, unfortunately, I guess I don't really get like a day that often, especially because I have little kids and I wish I could be like, I'll see you in 24 hours. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So I tend to reinvigorate myself um, with like mental health, like an hour or two. And I pretty much do it every day. I'm, I'm, I'm really dedicated to getting my work done 
you know, by, you know, hopefully five, five 30, you know, dinner, bath, all that with the kids. But then for two ish hours before I go to bed, glass of wine, dessert, and then some, you know, the crown on Netflix, right. Or something like that. I really meant it in the video. when I say, I just watch bad TV because that's what brings me joy. And that's what sort of reinvigorate invigorates me to tackle it all again the next day. And everyone's different. Everyone is different. And then, and, and you can, you know, you just have to find your things. People want to go exercise and people want to be on the phone with their friends. I'm an introvert. So I actually need like an hour or two of not talking to people <laughs> or else my head explodes. Um, but it's different for every, for everybody. And I think on your other question of how you balance like how to balance like a, a higher pressure job. I struggled with this a lot in my twenties. Um, I actually, I came to Medline. I was 30 when I came to Medline, I was still struggling with it. And I was just so intense and like every loss I took so hard, every mistake I took so hard. And it's, it seems so counterintuitive for a boss to say, but Piggott, Piggott was like, you're, you're like, you're too intense. Like you need to, <laughs> he's like, you need to care less. <laughs> I think that's great advice, honestly. <laughs> it is. And then of course me, I'm, you know, I'm all analytical about it. I'm like, but how, right? How do I, how do I magically care less? And how did you over time care, you know, less? And he's like, kids, like his kids, it's just such a big thing. And it becomes so important to you that your career then isn't necessarily, you know, like totally front and center anymore. And at the time, you know, I didn't have kids yet. And I was like, well, that's okay. I guess I need to have kids. <laughs> no, he was, it, it, he was genuinely really pleased when I said I was expecting, I think partially, <laughs> like, oh my God, she'll finally chill out. A tiny bit. <laughs> and I, I think that really is it. I'm telling you, like, I, that's that, that it puts everything in perspective, right? Like once you have, a, you know, something like that, you know, kids to sort of worry about. And I'll say the things that truly keep me up at night it's never, it's never actually the like business. Oh, we lost a million dollars here or whatever. It's, it's the people stuff. Like whether it's my family or whether it's an unhappy employee or, you know, like it's always, always the, the people stuff. So, yeah. So I think so. everyone out there, I guess you have to go have kids <laughs> <laughs> to, find, to find balance. I kind of like that advice. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm on it. I can see without it though. I get it. Cause then it's in your life you know, the biggest thing could be work, right? And getting promoted and I don't know. So it's, it's it, it, it put things into perspective, at least for me. If you could go back and talk to, you know, 20 something Diana, knowing like kids was still further down the line, you know, what is something you would tell her to try and help her in that? Oh, golly. That's, that is a really, that is a really, really good question. Yeah, I, I guess I would I would try to explain that dialing down the intensity will will actually can help you advance in your in your career for for so many reasons. I mean, for one, if you look like you get flustered and stressed out over every detail, every little thing, it makes the people around you say, "Okay, can they can they take on more? Can they handle adversity and can and change and all of that?" Um, so you're know, rolling with the flow a little bit. I also would have loved to tell my younger self sometimes being right is not, doesn't even matter that much, right? Because if you're right and you burn a ton of social capital trying to prove to the other person in the room that you're right and they're wrong, who cares, right? You might've burnt more social capital than that whole thing was worth. You know, they're not on your side anymore. You know, they're, 
you know, they don't want to do the project you want to do. So I think it's some of that stuff that is, it's, it's grayer than you think. And I think younger people, it's just very black and white of like, that's excellent advice. And certainly something that I struggle with. Right. right. Very you like passionate about something. You're like, well, let's do this. But Ali once says something to me that like makes me check myself all the time. She's like talking and she's joking, but also not. She's like, I forgot. I was like, oh, I ended up being right. And she's like, oh, when you're right, you're right. And when you're wrong, you're also right. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like. Ever since she said that, I was like, all right, I need to, I need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I think it's human nature, you know, when you feel like strongly about something, but I, I liked what you said about social capital and, you know, having the wherewithal to know, okay, yes, this is important to me, but I'm seeing the rest of the group go a different way. Like how pivotal is, is it really like, right. Right. Is it, is worth, it worth it in the long run? Right. Right. And that's very much where the whole saying of, you know, you could, you can win a battle and lose a war, right. Or vice versa. You know, it's where that kind of that it kind of comes from. And I've, I've seen that happen, especially, you know, we're all moving so fast here. And so, you know, as a product division, you're trying to push sales to do something or hold them accountable to something they said they would do, you know, like we're, we're all doing that to each other all the time. And, and I've had to stop some of my people and be like, is it worth it? Right. Is the 50 K in GM that you wish you would have gotten if this person did this, is it worth pissing off this person? And, right. you know, so yeah, it gets, it gets complicated. So I guess, yeah, chilling out. <laughs> is important. Have you struggled yourself? And if you're okay sharing with kind of periods of struggles with mental health and what's been your path and kind of working through those and, and trying to better, better yourself and your own mental health? Yeah, I have, you know, it runs a bit in my family, unfortunately. So I've got some, you know, grandparents, great uncles, you know, folks that even you know, committed suicide. So there's, it definitely wow. runs in my family. Unfortunately, it runs in my husband's family too. So I have to keep a close eye on my kids. I didn't struggle as much until I had kids. Actually, with both of my kids, I had postpartum depression. And wow. I mean, obviously you've, you hear about it and you know, it could be a thing. I think we have a problem in society of, of not talking about mental health issues. And so you know, even though I knew it existed, I didn't, I didn't know what prevalence, I didn't know how susceptible I might be to it. And with my son, my first, I, I didn't know I had it because in the moment, it was very hard to assess yourself rationally when you're just not in a healthy spot. And so I was very, I was very upset, very anxious, like crying all the time, like didn't see joy in things, like all these basic things that really point to postpartum depression. And it made that experience a newborn's hard enough. I <laughs> made that experience yeah. much harder. And I'm just so grateful for my, my community because once my son was a little bit older, a little, well, a little older, because I was already pregnant with my daughter when my son turned one, right? So the item pretty close together. But when I was told my mom, I was expecting my second, my mom started crying and she told me, she's like, you had postpartum depression and none of us knew how to tell you. And it was just so touching to me that you know, she cared enough to tell me, she was afraid to tell me, afraid of what my reaction would be. It was just so meaningful to me that she took that time. And, and I turned to my, my husband was sitting right there. I turned to him. I was like, she, my mom thinks I had postpartum depression. And he's like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, no, no one told me or no one. <laughs> and, and it, the thing that's so important is 
I accepted that, right? I didn't fight it. It didn't make me feel like less of a person. I accepted it. I brought it up to my doctor, you know, and they, God love, you know, North Shore Health System. They, they were so on it of like the checklists and the signs and talking in advance about medication and the importance to get on it early. Anyway, I won't go into all the details, but with my, so with my second, the doctor had urged me, he's like, you should just proactively, right? Get on meds. I was like, well, I don't know, maybe it'll be different, right? I'm experienced now. Babies aren't as scary. And he's like, okay, we'll watch for the signs. And same thing. I, I didn't think I was reacting in any unusual way, but day three, after I brought her home already, my community, my, everyone was like, it's time. Like you need to go on. And I, and I, and I leaned into that, right? Even in the moment, you don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's a normal reaction, what's abnormal. I leaned into the fact that like my family and friends are telling me my reactions aren't normal and that, you know, I need help. And, and so that, and I, I try to tell that story as much as I possibly can, because I think people just don't talk about it enough. So I'm actually glad we're doing this podcast. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're sharing this. I think it's so interesting. And um, because it, it does a little bit, we're getting closer where I think more people are talking about it, you know, celebrities, I think that's helpful when they come out and talk about it. Cause they have such a wide net and audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I know very little about postpartum. I don't have kids yet, but from what I've seen, it feels like it can take very different representations. What was it that people, if you're comfortable sharing totally, yeah. um, what was it people were seeing in you or were you feeling off at all? Like, was there any sign internally or? Yeah. You know, like? I was feeling off. Like I knew I wasn't happy, obviously, but like, you just don't know what's a normal reaction to the fact that, you know, I'm getting no sleep. <laughs> this baby right. cries all the time. I'm in pain, right? All the basics like you. And that was the problem with my first is I was like, well, yeah, I'm crying and I'm unhappy, but who wouldn't? <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's the people on the outside who are able to say, right, right, right. You know, but instead of being at like a five, you're at an 11 and that, mm-hmm. and, and that's what they were able to see was just how I just, I took any little thing that went wrong, you know, like I took my son to the doctor and I, I grabbed the diaper bag and I forgot to put an extra diaper in the diaper bag, right? No big deal. You're at the doctor. They have extra diapers. I came home in tears and I was like, I'm a terrible mom. How could I forget to have diapers? I mean, it was my, my reactions were off the charts, you know? And, and when I did get times to sleep, I couldn't, you know, my heart was racing. My mind was racing. I was hearing phantom cries. Like it's, it was just anxiety between the anxiety. And I think being weirdly hard on myself for dumb little things that most people would just, you know, that, you know, just not even notice probably. Wow. And then you tack on a job like yours. <laughs> I mean, I know you certainly had time off at least in the beginning of that, but after having to come back to this crazy yeah. high pressure job while you're going through something like that, I can't even imagine. Well, and this is, you know, people are surprised when I say this, but with my, with Andrew, my first, especially cause I wasn't on, I didn't know. Right. So I wasn't on medication. I started working from home at like three weeks after he was born and I came back at six weeks, but I did that. And the way I explained it to people was like, this is my, this was my safe place. Like this was a place I understood and where I felt competent and, and calm. Like I was in this mental distress with this baby and my only way to deal with that, because I didn't think about 
right medication. I didn't, you know, it was to separate myself from the baby. So I, so interesting because I think sometimes people, when they hear that I came back to work so quickly, they're like, Oh, you're setting such a bad example for women. They should take the full 12 weeks and tell me, I'm telling you, Jim was absolutely, you know, persistent. I take the first, the 12 weeks. And I was like, but that's not for me. Right. It's a woman's personal decision. And I needed this place. I needed the break. I needed to not hear the crying. I was just in a, it helped my mental health to be here, but obviously it's not everybody's situation, but it was certainly. No, but I do think that's such a good dialogue because I think people do initially and like shotgun, take the full, take the full. We want to be supportive. But for some women, to your point, this is their kind of break. (laughs) Right. The intensity of motherhood. I still say TGI Monday. It's still. (laughs) Don't say that kids. I mean, not, my kids are, you know, five oh, and three so and yeah, the weekends. I mean, they go from 6am to 7pm. They're going. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, I don't say that. Right. Normal people don't, but yeah. Right. <laughs> when I have kids, I'll uh, circle back and let you know. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> So you're the executive sponsor of the LGBTQ plus ERG. So awesome. How did you end up kind of getting involved in that one? What was, were you particularly passionate about that or did they just ask you, how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, So the traditionally when companies launch these groups, you want the executive sponsor to not be someone affiliate in that community essentially which is why you see like Jim Piggott running the women's group obviously he's not a woman right and so, right. And so on and so on and so forth so you know they were I think think thinking about executive folks as allies and and you know Jim reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in leading this particular group and I was genuinely overjoyed because it's something I'm I'm very passionate about I mean from my under de- undergrad days, you know, at Notre Dame, being part of it at the time, you know, a lot of groups are called FLAG for fr- you know friends of lesbians and gays. That the acronyms have obviously have changed so much over time. Before I was going to say that must be a Notre Dame thing or a Gen, yeah. not Gen Z thing. Yeah, I have a feeling it's a not Gen Z thing. I yeah, think I think it was a timeline different. thing. I don't want to age you, Diana. Yeah, I feel like Sorry. I just got aged. <laughs> Oh, like, oh, oh, flag. Okay, she's old. <laughs> but yeah, it goes, you know, goes back to that. And, um, you know, everyone, I think everyone has their own personal experiences. But for me, you know, family members that are in the community, and then my best, best friend in the whole world, um, he's, he's in the communities, you know, my, obviously my best friend, but he's the godfather of my son. And um, not only is he gay, he's living in a a non-traditional lifestyle. He has two partners. And so the three of them have a home together. And, you know, it's just, I'm just, I'm, I'm such a big believer in equality. And like, I would love us to be able to get to the point where, I don't know, you know, that we don't have to fight as hard. I mean, right now it's still such a fight to get, you know, people treated the same, to not have discrimination, to not have, to have equal hiring practices. And, you know, in order, in order to get there, those of us who maybe don't, um, you know, aren't a part of one of these communities, the first thing is to accept, sort of accept our privilege. I know I hate saying that word, but like accept the fact that, you know, you, you see things differently and that potentially the playing field is slanted, you know, in our favor and being really conscious, like in your hiring decisions and your promoting decisions, all of it, what projects you give people. And 
I'm, I'm just very passionate about it. So I'm really grateful that they asked me to lead the group and we're going to have such a fun June. It'd be more fun if we could all be in person, but we'll have a fun virtual June. We're getting there, right? I think we're moving in the right direction. We're all getting there. Back in the office. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. It'd be nice to be here. Cause I mean, I feel like pride month is always, it's, it's a, it's a fun in-person time, you know, and, but yeah, we've got some really good, um, speakers lined up, you know, employee panels. We actually are selling a pride bundle, we're calling it. And so you'll see, uh, when the email goes out, emails go out for pride month, you can buy Medline branded swag with rainbow. So like a, a swell water bottle rainbow with the Medline logo and beer cozies and I lanyards. love that. Yeah. Are those going to be through the Medline store or? Yeah, it's a, it's a different link because the company that runs the store uh, wasn't able to source it, I think, but it's, it's going to be on the source. It'll be oh in the gosh, emails. I love that. Yes. Everyone needs to buy their. Oh, buy I'm their definitely Medline going product. to. <laughs> That's cool. I feel like there needs to be some kind of like virtual pride parade or something. I don't know. No, we're do we're gonna do um I'm, I'm stealing the thunder of the group, but we're gonna do a like a photo submission thing, not really a contest, but you know, su submit pictures of what pride means to you, you know, and then you know, I think collage it up somehow and give out some of those fun pride swag <laughs> bundles. That'll be a good month. I love it. I love how you're like, I'm rooting this for everyone. Like, I hope, you know, we don't have that many listeners. Like I promise you all of Medline is not listening to this. Like, our people and Alex Lieberman. I love it. Be like, yeah, Alex, buy your pride bundle. Um, so you've already given us some cool sneak peeks. Anything you're particularly excited that the group is working on, whether it's, you know, about pride or outside of pride. Yeah, well, on the uh, in the month of June, uh, we're gonna have a speaker, Stephen, who he wrote a book. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna butcher the title, but it's but it's sort of about you know, gay and lesbian etiquette, meaning mostly for us in like the ally community, you know, how we use the terms correctly and how we you know just interact more appropriately in the workplace, right? Like not saying oh, who's your husband, right? Just making these assumptions about people's, you know, affiliations. So we're going to have a speaker on that, which I think will be really good because in the ERG, which is lovely, there's, there's a ton of allies actually that have signed up for the ERG. And I'm sure they're there, not just because they want to help the community, but they just want to be, be better allies. And I think that speaker will help with that. On a bigger ongoing project, we, we want to get on um, the human rights campaign, HRC, they have um, sort of a best companies to work for, like you can make their list. And we see some of our competitors on there. And of course they pr proudly display it on their website. And our goal as a group is to get Medline on there. And that's that, yes. could, really, that could very well be a multi-year project because there's a lot of things. Anything like a, the recruiting team can do to help. We'd like to yeah. see that. We'd like to be able to plug that for sure. Right? Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to dedicate, you know, a committee just sort of evergreen to be working on that to, you know, figure out what it is that we need to do, or if we're already doing it, how do we highlight it? Because wouldn't that be amazing? That would be incredible. It's going to be fun. And and all the all the ERGs I'm so excited for. I mean, I'm, I've joined the women's ERG and, you know, I, I'm glad we're doing this. I think people just like even the sense of community, you know, I mean, the community and then in the case of the LGBTQ plus, you know, the acceptance, we, we, we've only had one event. We had kind of a virtual 
mixer, you know, for people that join the ERG. And coming out of that, we had a couple emails from folks that said either they, actually two people that said they're now will they're 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 going to come out at work and that they didn't feel comfortable coming out before because you know it's not that bedline was anti but it's just there was nothing in particular screaming on our website that we were that's amazing supporting. yeah and and that's I mean it, it brought all of us to tears pretty much to read these emails and sure. I mean yeah. it is it's you know it's just the and I've said this I think on every single podcast where ERGs have come up but it just feels like in such a short amount of time, Medline has just gotten so much better about this stuff. And to your point, like, wasn't something where it was so vocalized and so out there where now it's like, you can't every month, there's something we're supporting or recognizing and celebrating and it's mm-hmm. just so fun I'm just so excited it's, it's so like a new it is it is we have on the women's um I, I participated in that women's panel and there were like six or seven hundred people that partic- you know listened in and it just says this, there's such pent-up you know excitement and demand for these groups it, it's it is it's really I mean it, it's so it's so cool I'm glad we're doing it it's really neat. I'm awesome. so excited to look, like see what this stuff looks like when we're in the office. You know, it's just gonna be so fun. I know, I, I know. I'm like, I miss, I miss people. I miss I getting more than like 600 steps a day. There was, <laughs> it's, it's not good, guys. I mean, I there was a day I'm not making this up. And my husband, by the way, is at home too. We're both at home, so we should, you'd think would be equivalent. It was the end of the day, and he's like, I just hit 20,000 steps. 20,000. What is he doing if he's working from home? How is that possible? He's like the energizer bunny, I swear. And I pick up my, I, I, got, I never look at my steps, right? So I go to the, the Apple Health app and I open it up and I show him my phone. I'm like, 600. I did <laughs> 600. You did 20,000. And we live in the same house. <laughs> oh, I believe that God. there is no way to get more than 3,000 steps when you're working from home. There's just not. No, even on the days where I would go for a walk, like a 40 minute walk, I still got like four. I'll tell you the key because the last two weeks I have been trying to get between 15 and 20,000 steps every weekday. It's so weird that you guys brought this up. The the trick, which is how people do it without doing this. I don't understand. I literally run in place. We like in your part, in your house. So I stand, I stand up and I just go like this and I run in place. So I take my dog for my walk. Like like six hours? Like how long are you running in place for? No, I'll do it. Like you don't know how quickly you can do those steps just running in place. Oh my God. This is this, you know who you need to talk to? Dimitri Duncan, the real RVP of real estate. Cause he walks for like four hours a day but uh, so he's working so he's a treadmill I from this is how I understand it he's a treadmill and I think he props up like his computer and he's working and walking I mean these you guys are like my inspiration <laughs> and that that actually actually thing. I am not yeah. like a workout person I have my uh, my very expensive Peloton behind me as I'm saying I'm not a workout person right <laughs> let me grab a towel I have hanging there no but like this is so I, I'm loving it. Cause I'm like, I can do that. 
Oh my God. <laughs> the theme of this episode. Yeah. Is- well, forget LGBTQ plus. Let's just put like Kelly's <laughs> how, how, how to get more than 600 steps working from home. You might get a lot of listeners and be like, wait, I need, I need. So, yeah. Well, the motivation is I'm on, my cousin lives in New York. And so I'm on a challenge thing with him and all his New Yorker buddies. And they're, of course, they're getting like 15, 20. 25,000 steps a day. And I'm like, how can I compete with this? So I just started running in place. Oh my God. <laughs> Life has come to guys. Oh, you're like, you're like, you're like a hamster without the wheel. If you could get I you am. a giant wheel, you'd be, you'd... I just keep running. I never get anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh my God. I love this so much. You guys. <laughs> I an Apple watch and start tracking again. I just gave up. I was like, yeah, no. I'm not moving. Yeah, clearly this is why I don't even own a Peloton or an Apple watch. I, I don't even have any pretense of it. I actually, I, I fill up a giant Nalgene of water in the morning and put it at my desk. And I fill up a big like electric tea kettle with water and put it at my desk to, to minimize my steps even further. I literally, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't even have to go get water. And so, and my husband thinks this is insane. Cause he's like, you're not moving. He's like, are you going to cast yourself next? Are you, are you just going to sit there with a catheter in and just never move? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like veal. I'm getting so like, Hey, you work for the right company. If you're interested. <laughs> I, I managed the right division. I could add. Like, right. Exactly. Self-catheterize. <laughs> Oh my, oh my gosh. So, so um, you've been at Medline a long time and we just talked about in just the last year, how much things have changed overall. What are kind of the biggest, when you think about it, you know, old Medline, new Medline, what are the biggest things that come to mind to you, good or bad? Yeah. Oh, there, yeah, there's a, it's, it's good. It's really all been good. You know, whenever people, you know, I hear from new hires, how they're just so impressed by the culture and they're impressed by like the training and onboarding process. And I find myself saying, yeah, you know, 10 years ago, you might not have said that, (laughs) you know, it's just in the last eight to 10 years, it changed, it changed so much. I, I would say in our divisions, like we're very good at the whole goal setting, you know, goal setting, mid-year review, end-year review, development goals. Um, In all of Jim's world, there's a huge push on like succession planning and and talent developments and seeing where we might have gaps in the future. And that's something I, I really don't think, you know, anyone did 10 years ago. And so I think that focus on the employee has become more and more critical, which is what it should be, right? Companies are the employees. There's not, there's not anything else, right? That's who's, that's who's doing it all. And again, that's what um, Piggott is, Piggott says at our level, he's like, people like your job is the people right like if i'm sitting here all day in spreadsheets there's a there's a problem it probably means that someone who works for me isn't doing their job properly so it's it's all about having you know good people who stay who stay motivated you know in the right role staying challenged and then yeah you'll have good results so i think that focus on the people has become you know really apparent in the last number of years that's probably and then and then i think we're getting a little bit more progressive on um I don't know if Jimmy and Charlie listen to this, but a little bit more progressive. I promise on- you they do not. Listen. I promise you they do not. 
because you know you, this is before my time but there was a time when you know you had to come in on saturday you know and people had to show their face and it was very much like a facetime company and i i think we've evolved a lot towards get the work done have good results have good people on your team and no one's going to micromanage where you are and for a while I would tell, so I've worked for Jim this whole time. I worked for him, you know, for like nine years. And, and I would be like, Hey, Jim, just, you know, I'm, I have a dentist appointment. And he'd be like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> like it was baffling to him. He's like, he's like, you're a decision president. Like what is going on? And I just, I've, I've since I've honestly stopped. Like, I don't even know if he knows when I'm on vacation because he just trusts that my team, you know, that I know what I'm doing and that my team knows what they're doing. And that's how it should be, right? I mean, it should like send be. him an email tomorrow being like, I've got to leave early. I got a dentist appointment just to see what he <laughs> see said. What he, said. <laughs> he would die. He would probably just write back with like a question. <laughs> <laughs> like, Are you okay? Are you, Are you drunk? Okay? <laughs> right. And I try to instill that in my team still. Yeah, Ben Duck, I laugh because sometimes he still is like, I have to go take, you know, my dog to the vet. I'm like, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> I still cannot hear that name without in my head going, Ben, Doc. I can't help it. Every time I hear it. Like something's always being thrown at him and he just needs to like constantly talk. I'm 12 years old. Every time I hear that, hear that name, I Wait, have to say it. I never thought of, I've only always thought of it. Who came up with that? You guys? It might've been me, I, but I don't want to make that promise because I have been doing this. Anytime I hear the name Ben Duck, I do that. Yeah. So I, mean, I certainly could have gotten it somewhere else. Like, we'll have to ask Angela. Duck. It certainly could have been her too. I yeah. can't believe I've worked with him for this many years and I've only thought of the animal. I never no. thought about the verb. I know, right? The verb <laughs> is also a verb. Oh my God. I've this never even met this guy, I don't think, in person. And he's been a bit that I have used <laughs> through my entire career at Medline. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> like, I don't need to know you. I don't need to know like you. I might ruin it, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's, what's kept you here so long? Oh my gosh. And I, you know, it's, I tell people like, I'm also not going anywhere ever, which is probably not the best for um, a negotiating tactic, but I, <laughs> I know it's, I've worked other places before, which helps because you, you then know your likes or dislike, I mean, nothing's perfect. Right. But you know, your likes and dislikes. It's, it's very important to me that I have um, general management. So like, that I have like holistic ownership over something, you know, kind of soup to nuts as if you run the company, right? Which is how we run our divisions. That's really important to me is, you know, that autonomy and, and, and the fact that, you know, if you're doing well and making good decisions, you don't get micromanaged. No one has time to micromanage you because the company's growing so fast and there's so much to do. And I, I love that. I would hate the thought of, you know, I'm working my butt off and I'm trying to make good decisions. And someone's just kind of like, you know, poking you over your shoulder. And, and we don't have that, at least in, in my experience, I don't have that. So yeah, that, that general management, like the whole, seeing the whole picture, having autonomy, um, the speed of it, like I'm, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie for it. I used to complain about sort of the stress of it. And then I realized like, I thrive on that. Like I kind of thrive on the fact that at the end of the day, it almost feels like I've been holding my breath all day, <laughs> which, which, you know, I just love it though. I don't know what I would do if it was slow. So I'm, I'm yeah. So I'm a glutton for punishment. I guess I, I, I like, the I pace. think anyone who works here gets it. 
think we're all the same. Yeah. It's just, you're always moving. There's always a, there's always a fire. There's always something. It just, it's, you, I'm, I'm never, I haven't been bored in nine years. Like I'm never bored, <laughs> which is, that's a gift. I mean, a lot of people are bored to tears in their jobs. And so I'm lucky that I like it. I, when I interview people, I'm like, I don't, I don't dread Monday. I don't like crazy look forward to Friday. I just like my job. And my husband tells me all the time, he's like, you're so blessed that you genuinely like your job. Like that's, it's unusual, you know? So yeah, I know I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. Well, except for that, I do actually kind of dread Friday. <laughs> my, my best friend, he, his metric of how I'm doing on like with kids is how much do I dread Friday? Because when, when, when it was the newborn, I like dreaded Friday. And it, I'm not even kidding. I was like, TJ Monday. This is why I went back to work so early. And then I got to the point where it was sort of equal. And I told him, I was like, it's equal. I don't dread Friday. I don't love Friday. It's, it's all the days of the week are the same to me. And then I went in a brief period before COVID where I actually looked forward to the weekends because my kids are getting bigger, a little more autonomous. Um, and then COVID happened and we were all stuck together all the yeah, time. And I was back to like way preferring the work week. So, it's like, <laughs> so yeah, my, my friend is always like, where are we at? Are we dreading Fridays? Are we looking forward to Fridays? That's funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. This was a lot of fun. Of good episode. We covered a lot of ground in a short time. I know we did. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we talked about all of it. I'm glad you guys wanted to talk about the mental health things. I email my divisions and I'll, as much as I can, I'm like, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And it's really a shame that in society, it's okay to talk about, you know, you pulled your back or your leg hurts, but it's not okay, you know, to tell someone where you're at, you know, with your mental health. So I'm glad, I'm glad that's another thing Medline's embracing with Ginger and the video and, you know, recognizing the month and glad you guys wanted to talk about it too. Well, yeah, I think a big component too is hearing leaders talk about it. You know, it's very easy on the ground level, but if you don't feel that support um, from higher up, you're never going to be fully comfortable, you know, talking about it or, um, you know, even taking that time. So Thank yeah. you for being so open and talking about your own experiences. I mean, to your point, right? Postpartum is pretty prevalent, but it's not really talked about all that often. I know, yes, all of it. You know, there's too much shame out there, you know, yeah. and, and we got, this is one step towards, you know, removing that shame and making it more. Long way to go, but we're getting there. <laughs> I know, one podcast step yeah. towards it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. But I had oh, fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was just so good to see you too. It's been so long. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I loved, I actually loved being in here today because I'm like, I got to see a couple people in person I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, oh my God, people. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. Uh, all right. Well, we'll let you get back to your very important job, but thank you again. Thank you. So no much. problem, ladies. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. Wait list sooner. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Bye, you guys. Bye. This is Bye. very. Bye. Bye.